Hello, I'm Cameron Dean, and you're listening to the Get Real Podcast, where we talk about all things sports and pop culture. If you love sports debates and analysis, music, and updates on the latest news and trends, this is the podcast for you. Subscribe to me on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms for updates on the latest episodes. What's good, guys? We're back with the third episode of the Get Real Podcast. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. I hope everybody, all my listeners are doing well, you know, getting geared up for the start of the school year. So good luck to all you guys starting up. Before we delve into what I really want to talk about, um, it's going to be just me this episode. Um, just wanted to let some of my thoughts loose on some some recent stuff. But first, I want to start off with a quote from it's a quote that has a relevance to what I'm going to talk about in this episode a little bit. It's from Pope Paul VI. And he says, all life demands struggle. Those who have everything given to them become lazy, selfish, and insensitive to the real values of life. So in essence, when you lack struggle, when you lack a sense of go-get-itness, you become lazy and selfish. So today I really wanted to um, get into the, the Kevin Durant situation with uh with the Brooklyn Nets um it's a very it's a very weird situation um uh, recent news has come out that Kevin Durant made an ultimatum either trade me or fire Steve Nash and Sean Marks It's also been said to the point where he's even said, oh, you're not going to trade me? Okay. Well, I'll retire. I will retire before I play another game with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, he did come out with the following statement saying, you know, if you guys believe this stuff, blah, 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 it's not true. But. I mean, this is the same guy with a burner. So, you know, you can only take what what people put out there with a grain of salt at the end of the day. But it's obvious that Kevin Durant is not happy with his situation in Brooklyn. Um, You know, the the Brooklyn Nets, they had a a tough year. Um, You know, it was expected that they were going to be contenders at minimum but probably making the finals they were one of the favorites definitely at the beginning of the year and then it so happened they lost in in five games to the Celtics and so uh, very disappointing series as a whole and a very disappointing year 
if you're Kevin Durant and Kyrie. No, it wasn't five games. It's four games, actually. Um, so, my thing is, I know the Nets are frustrated, and I know it's like we gave you everything, and you still have something to complain about. Um, but I think the Nets, it's, it's, it's an example of what not to do as an organization because other organizations like the Warriors, like the Heat, Raptors, um, the Spurs, they have a set identity the people who are at top at the top of the organization they have created stability and they're not going to bring in players who are going to mess with what they've created in the culture the culture that they've set and so i think in the net situation they brought in two players to two st- one star and a superstar at the cost of all of their young players and the future but also a culture i mean when it was you know D'Lo and all of them they had a culture of have fun basketball passing the ball playing hard and i think they threw all of that away to get two you know really talented players but I just I just think they made the bad move in giving them everything they wanted. And so Kevin Durant, he wants Steve Nash to be fired, but he asked the organization to hire him. In fact, to the extent where they where Kyrie and Katie said, you don't need we don't need a coach. Doesn't matter. We can do whatever we need to do. But against the Celtics, who they got swept by. That obviously wasn't the case. But overall, I think this is my take from this. The Nets just need to hold their L. They've gotten some pretty significant packages. Uh, The Celtics offered them Jalen Brown and Derek White, who was one of the top performers for the Celtics. I mean, he was electric off the bench. But they said, no, we want Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a couple picks for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant only. And then for the Suns, it was reported that they offered McCall and Aiton or McCall and a flurry of players and picks. And they said, no, we want your best player, Devin Booker. And... I think the Nets are, you know, they're they're angry, but I think they're in over their head. I think they're kind of delusional about what the trade market is for a guy like Kevin Durant. And this is why. Kevin Durant right now is 33 years old, turning 34 on the 29th of September. And it's like, at this point, He's past his prime. He's, I mean, he's already lost a lot of his athleticism and and speed that he had from just 
several years ago. And so he's a depreciating asset if you're looking at other teams with young talent. But also, aside from Kevin Durant, you know, being on a downward decline at this point, he's not loyal. You look at the Thunder, uh, they were missing some depth. And, you know, early on when they lost James Harden, it, it really showed that they had a lack of depth. I mean, in a lot of those clutch games, it was Kevin Durant and Westbrook. And they didn't have the pieces around them. So he left and he went to Golden State. And so for Golden State, they won back-to-back championships. And so even in that situation, Kevin Durant, he, he didn't fit well. He said, he didn't feel like a part of the team. He didn't have the same chemistry. He felt like he wasn't the the end-all, be-all for that team. And we could see visually, you know, Draymond Green let him know on the sideline, we can do this with or without you. And so Kevin Durant got butthurt. But aside from being, you know, on the best team in the league, and then joining and being in a perfect situation to where he can have a bad night and maybe only score 20, 15, and they can still get a W because they have the two best shooters in the league. But that wasn't enough for him. He wanted everybody to, oh, we we need you so much, Kevin Durant, and this and that. And so he left. He, he wasn't feeling the love in Golden State. And so he wanted to go to Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn, he said, okay, I want to play with Kyrie. They get Kyrie. He wants uh, Steve Nash to be the coach. You know, he's calling the shots and the Nets are catering to him. And now, now that it's not worked since, you know, Kyrie and his vaccination status, um, they went and they went and got James Harden and traded all of their depth that they had left. And so they got him. And so they had a big three of Harden, Kyrie, and KD. But like I was saying, Kyrie couldn't play because he wasn't vaccinated and he refused to get vaccinated. And so for that depth that they traded Harden for, they had no supporting cast. And so for most of the year, it was Harden and KD playing by themselves. And so them both together were averaging about 38 minutes a game out of a 48-minute game. And so then it puts a strain on both players because – James Harden, the year before this year, had gotten injured, and so he's coming back, having to play almost 40 minutes a game. And so then James Harden's like, I don't want to play 38, 39, 40 minutes a game because I came here to win a championship. But one of our teammates isn't even playing. We have no depth. I want out. And so the Nets say, okay, 
Fine. We'll trade you, Harden. We understand. You don't want to be here. And so they trade for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Drummond. Seth Curry, great, great shooter. Drummond, good rebounder, you know, big body in the paint, somebody they definitely needed. But Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons sat out the entire year. They sat out the entire year. And so, even though they traded away James Harden, hoping to get some pieces back, and they they got some pieces, but the main star in the trade hasn't played a single game for the Brooklyn Nets. And so, Kevin Durant, he's like, you know what? I want out. But what I don't understand is, when you've been given everything in this situation, why leave? Why not wait it out? And so, Kevin Durant, he picks his team that he wants to go to, and it's like, okay, we're going to trade you, but we're going to trade you on our terms. But like I said, Kevin Durant's not loyal. So who's 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 going to give him the young player? There's only a couple teams Kevin Durant said he wanted to go to. And so nobody's going to trade for a depreciating asset who's not loyal. And everybody knows the teams he wants to go to. So why would a team take a chance on their young stars if they know Kevin Durant doesn't want to go to that team? The offers aren't going to change. In fact, the longer the Nets wait, they might get worse offers because we don't know how Kevin Durant's productivity will hold up, how his health will hold up. And I really just think the Nets need to to take the market that they have and kind of settle. Maybe add a couple picks if the, the star isn't there. Um, get a couple young players and retool or rebuild. But what you're not going to get is a 25-point-per-game score and star for Kevin Durant. Because nobody's willing to trade their team for a guy who has no loyalty, who is selfish. It's like the quote I said at the beginning. When everything is given to you, you lack a drive. You become complacent and you become selfish. The Nets gave Kevin Durant everything he asked for and more. They made a couple questionable trades. And Kevin Durant says, oh, I'm not liking this anymore. I'm out. So at this point, the Nets have limited options. And on top of that, it's it's been reported that Kevin Durant, if he isn't traded, is saying, okay, you don't trade me, I'm going to rock the boat. 
I'm going to shake the leaves out the tree. The situation for the for the Brooklyn Nets is looking like it's getting worse and worse and worse. And the longer they wait, the less likely it will be that they will be getting anything close to the type of package they are looking for. For them, it's like you have to set a direction before the season starts. I mean, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we retooling? Are we developing the new young talent we've bring we've brought in? But if you have Kevin Durant, it's obvious he isn't going to play. And so what are you going to do? Just have Kyrie running up against all these top teams in hopes that you guys win or find a trade? Get him out. Go get some of these packages where you get mid-level stars. You can get mid-level stars like, you know, Aiton and Macau. Um, you can probably get Tyler Hero and significant pieces off the, the heat. Maybe uh, Jovich as well. And, um, you know, there's there's other teams as well who have decent talent in the league who, you know, Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown is a star to me. The fact that they didn't accept that trade to me was baffling because, yeah, I get it. The Celtics are in your conference, and if they get Kevin Durant, they could potentially be beastly. They, they they might be the best team in the league, but it's also the fact that it's like nobody's giving Jason Tatum, who could be as proficient a score as Kevin Durant in a couple years, for a guy who is depreciating as he gets older. But Jalen Brown? He's a good star. You can build around him. You can wait for the draft for the next top dog. And Jalen Brown has already shown he's a great second option. So to me, declining a trade like that is just, it just doesn't make sense. And as time goes on, teams are going to get greedier because Kevin Durant is going to make the situation much, much more uncomfortable for the Nets as the season progresses. You know, you have Ben Simmons, who just won a lawsuit for, what, sitting out games and not being paid? You don't go to work, you don't get paid. And I don't see how that is different in the NBA. And then you have Kyrie, who didn't want to play because he didn't want to get the vaccine. And I get it. You know, the team had made some assurances that kind of fell through because of the city of New York. But the whole point of being in the NBA is to play, to offer your team support, to contribute to winning basketball. So refusing to get the the vaccine, which you already know has been safe for a bunch of other people, I I didn't get that move. And then you have Kevin Durant, who is obviously wishy-washy, who obviously changes how he feels with the turning of the tides and has no sense of loyalty. And I say all these things to say the Brooklyn Nets currently have a core of the most selfish players in the NBA who only do things for themselves and the way they feel. They have no sense of camaraderie, no sense of loyalty, 
and no sense of leadership for the rest of the players and organization. And so at this point, I think the Nets only option is to get the best talent available in their market and to rebuild and retool what they have because the the guys they have together now are not going to deliver them winning basketball. I think these are guys who can be put in a system in a set culture, but I but like I said earlier, the Nets don't have a culture. And in these next few years, they need to develop a strong sense of culture and a strong direction in which they want to go in order to create a consistent winning organization. So, I just want to give my final thoughts on on this situation because, you know, I think from here on out, Teams will start to be stricter with the way they handle these players, even superstars. Um, when I look at the NBA versus the another league like the NFL where the players control the title of the league and, and really do and go wherever they want and anything they want, Versus the NFL where it's like if a player is not doing what the organization wants, he's cut and he won't get paid because a lot of contracts aren't guaranteed. And even the stars in the league, it's like, okay, maybe half, 60, 70 percent of their contract is guaranteed. So they're losing money. And they have no qualms or or sense of loyalty to players who who revolt or try and you know shake shake the boat. I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick, right? And so what I'm thinking about is how will the NBA move forward because of situations like Ben Simmons, like Kevin Durant, like Kyrie? where players are acting players are finding reasons not to play um players are trying to control the operations of the organization and i think when you have a situation like this where players make demands and the organization meets them and, and things become super sour how they have with the Nets. It's like teams are going to stop catering to these players if this keeps happening. And it's going to become a more a less free league for a lot of these players. And that's what I'm kind of worried about. So, yeah. Overall, I think the Nets just need to to take what's available to them. I think waiting is only in is only going to work against them in terms of having a viable trade market and and getting the type of players that they want. And so, uh, the Nets just need to move their stars that they can't move right now and go forward with the season. 
and go from there. So this is the Get Real Podcast. That's my thoughts on the Kevin Durant situation, and uh, I'll be signing out.